Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads Standing in the huddle Listening to the call Fans going crazy for the boys of fall Good Tuesday evening and welcome to the fifth quarter It is November 7th, 2017 This is Coach Wallace filling in for Coach Dave Johnson uh, he is a little bit under the weather, or he is on the line, actually. We'll have him probably as a guest if uh, he wants to talk in a little later. Uh, but at any rate, I'm filling in for him this evening, uh, and it's really hard to believe. We just had Halloween. I hope everybody had a, a, great, a safe Halloween. Uh, it's hard to believe that it's almost mid-November, Christmas around the corner, and before you know it, we're kicking off here in March. So I wanted to take a little bit of time tonight uh, for about around 45 minutes to an hour, close to it. I want to talk a little bit about bridging the gap between – uh, uh, bridging the gap in football and women's football with those individuals who just aren't even, who don't even know about it or who just kind of really think that this is a uh, more of a joke, so to speak. And I, I hate to say it like that, but uh, more often than not, you, you probably would get that impression uh, when you let people uh, know that you either coach or play uh, women's football. If you uh, want to call in or if you want to chat with us, go ahead into the uh, uh, Hawks radio um, website at uh, radio.jchawks.com and shoot us a a message in their chat. If you feel like you need to call in uh, to to voice your opinion or just have a question, please feel free. It's uh, 657-383-1020. That's 657-383-2010. And again, you're listening to the fifth quarter presented by J.C. Hawks Sports Network. So let's get right into it. Uh, Bridging the gap. you know, I, the last time I was on, uh, I briefly we, we spent the whole time talking about, you know, the differences between men and women's football. So some of this may may sound like you've heard it before, um, and I'm not trying to bash either uh, either sport. Uh, football is the greatest sport ever invented. So uh, you know, please forgive me if I offend you. I, I'm not trying to. I just am trying to uh, put the uh, word for uh, women's football out there. Um, bridging the gap really means what it is that we have to do to get new interest, uh, or if we want to have the interest that we already have, have them a little more enthused. Um, and really, if you if you have a question to ask yourself, uh, it's how serious are you about getting better at your craft? Whether you're an owner, whether you're a coach, whether you're a player, um, how serious are you better or getting better at your craft? You, you serious as an owner? Uh, are you looking at the nice venues? Uh, are you looking at uh, what it is you can afford? Are you taking the cheapest way out? Um, if you're a head coach, are you presenting yourself head coach worthy? Um, is your is your team behind you? Are they they buying into a team culture? Uh, same with your assistant coaches. 
uh, everything you do inside of, of football is structured. Uh, you want to bridge the gap. You want to be structured. You want to have things uh, in order. Uh, you don't want to uh, at all go and uh, present yourself as a woman's football player or even associated with it, doing the same thing that we talked about, the differences between men and women's football, and bringing that stereotype over to women's football just to make it even more of a joke uh, in, in, you know, other people's eyes. So it's really important on how you carry yourself, how you present yourself, how you present your product, how structured are your practices, how structured is your game, uh, what are you doing to stay focused at the task at hand, how do you um, go to events and present yourself. Uh, you don't have to be the best athlete. Um, what you have to do is try, give 110%, buy into that culture, present the product, and the rest should, and I say should, and I'm not guaranteed that any of this stuff uh, that I'm, I'm, we're talking about right now is going to fix any problems or, or bridging the gaps because it's going to take time. Foot, women's football has been around, uh, you know, since the 60s. And so it's not – it's not anything that is uh, it's going to happen overnight. It's obviously taken, you know, uh, quite a while for it just to even get to the point that it is now. Uh, but uh, what you're doing inside your program, what you're doing in the community, all of those things uh, certainly uh, contribute on how it is perceived on how serious women's football is. Because, quite frankly, uh, and, I, and I'll give you a little story. I was at a, a function with my wife this past weekend, uh, and I met a uh, met a gentleman, and I was wearing my ring, and he asked, and I I presented to him, uh, you know, hey, I, I coach football. It's women's football, and, you know, we, we won a uh, a national champion. The, the first thing he looked, he said, was women's football. So, you know, I had to dig in uh, and kind of grit my teeth and, 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 and say, you know, it's, it is – Women's football, but it is. I you just go and, and watch, and you'll be you'll be astounded on, on how uh, and how most of the women are out there uh, trying and doing everything they can uh, to better themselves and to to make it in football. Uh, so uh, you know how it is perceived out there is is still an ongoing fight that we're probably going to fight uh, you know for a while, and um, you know but we have to stay at it. So again, what you do out in the public. What you do inside your, your organization, uh, what type of facilities we have, um, all of that stuff really just comes about how serious are you uh, at getting better at your craft. That's owners, that's coaches, that's players. That's anybody that's associated wearing your jersey or wearing your name across there, whether it's a hat or whether it's a, um, you know, it's a shirt or whatever they're doing. If they're associated with your program, how are they presenting the product? Are they changing things about themselves? Is their language, their personal appearance? Social media is a huge, uh, is a huge factor on how you are perceived uh, as a person. Um, we're, we're so quick to get on professional athletes when they do something crazy. Um, we can't, as women, women can't afford to put themselves behind the power curve any more than they already are. So the things that you see on social media, the, the postings you're putting out there, um, you know, if you're if you're smoking weed or if you're drinking beer and all of this stuff that you're putting on social media, when you're out and your owner's out or if you're out trying to get people interested, 
quite frankly, not not a lot of people probably want to to know or even see what it is you're doing on social media that brings a bad name. Um, so, uh, you know, those are huge uh, when it comes to trying to have uh, your um, uh, your your product put out. Keep in mind, bear in mind that it's not just players, it's coaches too. And this speaks from upper echelon all the way down to the lower echelon of player, whether it is a, a water boy or somebody holding the chains. So um, keep in mind the structure you have, the focus, the intensity, and how willing or how much you're willing to put into yourself at better at getting in craft or making your uh, getting yourself sorry better at your craft. Really, uh, the perception out there will change. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen in a year from now. It may take a couple of years. But you stay at it. Stay on it. Buy into that culture. Coaches, force the culture. If you have players out there that aren't buying into the culture, then uh, sooner or later what's going to do is that bad apple is going to spoil the bunch. And that certainly is true. Uh, We've seen it in the men's game. So what we're trying to do is bridge the gap. So if we're bridging the gap, we're going to get away from everything that is being stereotyped about women in the first place playing football, but get away from what is making it such a bad name for the men. You know, let's, you know, don't, don't, you're not on the sidelines smoking. You're not out there at halftime smoking. You're not cussing up a storm. You know, you're professional at everything you do. Um, and ultimately what you want to do is make this a, a, a family environment. Um, and that's what, basically, that's what football is. I mean, it's a gladiator sport, but it is a family environment. And the more that you present that out to your community and the more that you are uh, allowing your community to see how you're trying, your community is sooner or later will buy in and support you. I know here in, in Bristol, uh, we, we are, you know, it, it's a struggle to get decent crowds, but surely but slowly we're getting, we're getting crowds and, and uh, we're getting good numbers. And uh, it's it's only and it's because we are we're constantly staying on the structure and the culture of the team. We're constantly getting the name out there, constantly on players who are doing something that they're not supposed to be doing on social media. Which I, I'll bang on social media. It's a blessing and a curse. Uh, it's great to to communicate, but uh, when you're putting your business out there all the time, it really becomes a, a hindrance to uh to what it is that you're trying to do especially with women's football. Um so let's go ahead and let's go to the chat room. I have a couple of questions. Uh, I'm going to hit the first one with this is from a football women's football fan. I think that playing women's uh playing the game as a whole uh is more at a high school level. Do you think that there's a gap between or be, do you think there's a gap because of the level of play? Well, no doubt. I mean if you if you think about what women are there there is no it's not a a natural thing for a woman to play football it's it's becoming that but it's it just isn't so when you look at a high school game or if you look at um you know a high school game as a as opposed to a pro game or or a college game absolutely i think it's it's at a high school level but do i think that it is uh that that's the gap you know, I, I don't necessarily know if that's the gap. Uh, I, I'll tell you why. Because women, we play football in March. There is no other football going around. So um, if you 
come out and watch a football, a women's football game, and it's in March. Uh, you know, there is no other sport pretty much going around or playing at the time. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll, it'll look a little like high school football, but it's not going to be um, – I don't, I don't necessarily believe that that is the gap. Um, it could be, and some people, if their expectations are what it is, you know, let, let's just be honest. You have to slow and lower your expectations a little bit. You want to come watch a women's football game, first you have to understand it is a women's football game. You're not going to see the speed that you do out there at a man's, uh, man's game, and you're certainly not going to see the girth of a, of a man uh, as you do in the NFL. Uh, so, yes, it will be a high school level. Um, but, uh, I don't know the gap, the gap between, uh, between the average football fan and women's football fan is probably more so of just not taking it seriously. Uh, and it goes back to what teams are trying to, uh, to relate to the community, what coaches are trying to relate to the players. Um, but as a high school level, I yeah I don't know I I just it's hard to it's hard to put that uh, right on the dot to say that because this game is played more at the high school level for girls or for women I'm sorry is is that going to be the gap I, I just I guess it could be again if it's your expectations but again I I personally don't believe that um, another question from a women's football fan do you think that the lack of urgency when it comes to stats and team league updates can also play a part in the gap. I get frustrated when I have to check back much later. I, yeah, I mean, you you have to be, you have to, again, expectations. I mean, this isn't, uh, women's football is not at the professional level um, as the NFL. It's, it's not even at the college level as far as um, the way that the name is being put out. But, um, you know, you're looking at the USWFL, and there are other leagues out there, the WFA, and, I mean, all these leagues out there who um, are trying to uh, update their uh, their stats and scores. Uh, <clears throat> teams have Facebooks. Teams have their own, uh, their own website. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it could be. I guess if you're, if you're wanting uh, for uh, stats, Teams keep their own stats, and leagues, they you know, a league will either require them to turn them in or won't require them to turn them in. Uh, if you're looking for end-of-the-year trophies uh, for MVP, leading rusher, receivers, all that, it's a good idea to keep the stats, and, yes, they should turn them into the league. Uh, and, and I think it is a good idea for the league to post those um, uh, on the website, certainly if you're a, a fan of women's football, because you want to see the product presented as uh, as you do as, as you do men's and um, yeah you're right it, it is frustrating I get frustrated when I'm looking trying to find scores but that's just not women's football that's uh, you know that's high school football that's that's pro football and, and whatever but yeah the, the league yeah, I know the USWFL does a great job Jennifer does a great job an outstanding job in updating that uh, that website and I know that the Facebook is constantly believing updated. Uh, for the USWFL, and I know that the, the team uh, uh, stats for us will be put in. Uh, that's probably a huge, a uh, huge issue with team stats. 
uh, finding somebody to do it or somebody taking the time to do it. Uh, you don't necessarily have to do it at the game. You can film the game and watch it and then do the stats afterwards. I know Coach Dave is big on doing that. Um, so there's ways of doing it. But if teams aren't giving the stats to the league and the league can't update it, then it's not the league's fault. So there's the gap that needs to be bridged right there between the team and the league. Um, certainly think that most teams do videotape. Um, and I would venture to say that probably a lot of uh, coaches probably don't have the time to watch uh, film as much as Dave or myself do uh, and to, to get the stats. So it's a time issue. Uh, and, again, that goes back to the question of how serious are you being better to get it better at your craft. If you're going to be a coach uh, and you want to coach, uh, and you're coaching this at this league, at this level, watching film and teaching and getting those stats, uh, that's a huge um, uh, that, that's a huge issue if you're not doing it uh, to help the league update, to bridge that gap between the team and the league so you can get your fans out there uh, want, they can see what's going on in the leagues and 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 who is uh, you know the leading rusher and who's the leading uh, QB who has the, the most receiving yards. So certainly could be frustrating. I do understand that, uh, but that is a team league gap that needs to be um, it needs to be closed, uh, especially with putting uh, with with getting that information to the leagues as soon as possible. Okay, another question from Fran P. What about coverage? A lot of people don't take us serious because the new newspapers or local channels don't cover us. How can we change that? That is a great question. And it, it's a great question because there is so many different things you can do. I know that uh, one is if you you have to be persistent with the news people, um, especially when it comes to women's football. Uh, you can call them and you can ask them to come out to either a practice or some type of social event. Again, how much you're getting involved in the community, uh, it matters. Um, but most news channels aren't going to cover or, or they, they turn their nose up at women's football. And I know that we've, we were on our, our news, local news channel quite a bit, but it wasn't something that I think, I don't think we were getting phone calls for them to come out and see us. I think it was, us calling them saying, hey, come check out what we got. But uh, as they saw the product that we were putting out and how we presented ourselves at practice, we got some pretty good coverage, especially for the, uh, the national championship game. Uh, so being persistent is huge. Uh, emails, phone calls, text messages. I mean, sometimes if you have to show up at the man's office or the lady's office, however it goes, that is a huge, uh, you know, that, that, that goes dividends, especially to show how serious you are in trying to get exposure for your team. Another thing you can do uh, is videotape it and send it in. Send it in. And, and, again, be persistent. It may not get on this time. It may not get on next time, but be persistent. If you're going to videotape it, send it into your news channel. Uh, send it into multiple news channels. Most Excuse me, I know most uh, areas have two or three local news channels, CBS, ABC, NBC, send them in, you know, uh, get them out there, um, videotape them, make those copies and get them out there, um, you know, it, it's probably going to cost a little bit and it is time consuming, but again, it goes back, how serious are you at getting better at your craft? Uh, what else can you do? Well, let's see, you can create your own YouTube channel, there's there's multiple 
YouTube channels for anything. I mean, if you wanted to get on right now and just find out how you could install a light bulb, which everybody should know how to do, you're going to find a YouTube video of something that has how to change a light bulb. So you can also create your own channel on, on uh, YouTube. Uh, the Internet is such a huge weapon for us when it comes to promoting what it is that we have. You create your channel, you promote your channel. And you know what? It's not expensive. In fact, I don't think it costs much, if anything, uh, to get on the YouTube and register and, and have your own channel. Videotape your games. Have, have talk shows. Uh, videotape them. Uh, put them on YouTube. Uh, promote your YouTube channel, and people can just go and watch the YouTube channel. Now, uh, you know, whether or not you're expecting to have millions and millions of viewers, you know, I don't know. You're probably going to get quite a few that aren't even from your area. But it's exposure either way. Uh, do a live feed on Facebook. Um, you know, Facebook has a live feed. That, I don't know how new that is or how old that is, but it trips me out. You know, you can actually get on, on Facebook and go live and stay on there for, I don't know, if I guess as long as you want to, uh, and, and just have a live feed. I mean, you could go live on a football game. These are things that you can do. You just have to kind of think outside the box. Um you know, and, of course, if, if you need uh, uh, coverage, more coverage, then, then get out with some flyers and, and get more people involved. Sooner or later, if you're out there doing that, you're going to run into the right person, and that person's going to say, you know what, these guys are out here and they're busting their, their hind parts to get exactly uh, what it is they're trying to get across. So maybe it's worth checking out. Uh, and, of course, you know, you have your, your blog talks. Like like we're doing that now. I mean, it's this. I'm not saying go elsewhere. JC Hawks is is awesome. You want to stay with us, but you know, get on there and talk. Um, you know, you get your local radio stations if you have to. Um, but being persistent at getting exposure is the key. You know, there's going to be a thousand doors that close in your face, but it only takes one door to stay open to give you the exposure you need to send you off and to and, and so. The more consistent you stay at it, uh, you know, the better your chances are. So uh, if, if you're down, uh, Fran, if you're out there and you're, you're listening and you're down about your exposure, hey, stay with it. Don't, uh, don't just, uh, you know, don't let the door shut your face and then you walk around with your head hanging down. Keep your head up uh, because, uh, like I said, you know, that, that one door that stays open, that could be the one door that just sends your program, gets you the exposure you need, and you're off and running. So uh, please, by all means, stay with it, friend. Don't give up. Great question. Uh, another question from Big Jay's Way. Um, how do we get females involved in football at an early age? Well, Little League football, I do know, is allowing girls to play. Um, and from there, you can go to play high school and even from high school to play college. Now, you don't hear of a lot of females playing college football, but you do hear some females that are kickers. Um, and, you know, they're, they're listen, a kicker is a football player, bar none. Uh, more games come down to three points, uh, one point or two points, uh, more often than not. So having a female kicker out there is huge. It's huge for the sport of women's football. Um, and it's and it's just again, we're we're just scratching the surface of what this is going to do. But you're seeing females take place in what's going on in coaching the NFL, 
you have that in, in, in basketball, but you also have that in the NFL. Uh, you have female kickers that are in, the, in, in college. You have females that we have one on our, on our team that plays for a local high school or did play for a local high school. I don't know if she's playing this year, but she played for uh, the local high school uh, here in Hampton. Um, so you, they can get to high school, and they can even get to college on a scholarship, believe it or not. Now, the positions, that's a different story, but certainly start them off young. Certainly get them. Get, if you have a, a young girl and, and you're, uh, they're interested in playing football, get them out there at the Little League. Uh, get them into it. You know, start them at flag. You start at flag football and you move up. Um, but how you go about doing that is certainly just, you know, if, if they ask, don't hold back from them. You know, don't snow your nose. You don't turn your nose up at a, a woman because she wants to play football. If they're asking questions, especially at an early age. Hey, put them out. Put them out there and uh, and see what they can do. Because again, football is the greatest sport in the world. I and mean, if you get a, you know, especially a, a, at a young age, by the time they get to this level, again, this level not even be in college. And as I mentioned, we have females that are going to college on scholarships uh, to be kickers. Um, and it's only a matter of time before you're going to see them out there doing other things, whether they're playing on defense or they're playing on offense. Um, and and it, you know what? Who knows? I, I personally think sooner than later you're going to see uh, colleges uh, start having female or uh, women's football teams. I mean, I know it's kind of far-fetched to think, but um, those are the type of – uh, ears that we can turn the more and more we continue to do the good things that we're doing right now for women's football and the more and more interest that you have in it, they, you know, if you put that interest out there, they may not have a choice but to uh, start that up. But, but yeah, get them females involved in football at an early age. Certainly get them out there at flag. Uh, they can start peewee, um, going in from peewee, going into uh, junior high football, and they can go all the way up to high school football and who knows – uh, what happens after that? But certainly, um, you know, get them out there. It's 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 you know it's our, it's it's females' version of play sixty. Get them out there. Get them moving. Get them interested in early age. Teach them about football. Teach them about the history of football. Um, and uh, you know you're you should be off and running. That's a great. That's a good question. I I I, I have girls myself. I have three daughters, and they're they're not athletes. Uh, and I, I didn't push it on them. Uh, I did try them at basketball, but I didn't push it on them. One thing you don't want to do is push it on them. Um, you don't want to push anything on anybody when it comes to sports because more than likely what you'll do is you'll get, you'll get resistance back from them. But um, if you want to uh, bridge the gap, as we keep on, uh, as that's the, uh, that's the point of the, of the night, bridging that gap, if you get them out there and they're interested, teach them football – and I mean teach them football. As parents and even as coaches sometimes, we hurt the sport by being involved in our own feelings and our own agenda about how you want to be perceived as opposed to how the player should be perceived. And what that does is create even a huger gap because now you have a gap between a player and a coach or even a father and a daughter. So uh, 
teach them the game of football, teach them to do it the right way, teach them the history of football, and as they get older, they start to understand, and it will. It's just like it's just like walking. It's like as they're growing up. And they're learning things by being taught. And if you teach them the right way, uh, which coaches should be doing, uh, teaching them the right way as they get to the high school age uh, and their, their understanding of football even helps the minor league system of women's football because they've been brought up. Uh, most most of the players that you see that are dominant uh, in women's football have some type of sports background, um, and they they understand what it's like to be a part of a team. So to bridge the gap again, show them what it's like to be part of a team. Right, get that 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 girl that young girl girl out there, get her wheels turning in her brain to understand what it is it is to be a part of a team. Why am I out here? Uh, and so, you know, that's how you can bridge the gap at a young age. Uh, I don't, um, I don't profess to be the uh, the Phil Jackson of of of, of talk show, um, but I, I do know that what I have seen throughout the course of my career coaching football, um, if you do it the right way, if you send the right messages, if you are teaching them along the way and you're holding your players accountable, you bridge the gap. You close that door or open the door even more because what they're learning are the the good things, the right things to do. Remember, I'm, I mentioned uh, my last show, the rawness of it uh, with girls or women's football, and that's just what it is. They're raw. They don't know anything. Most of them don't understand it. Um, and and it's not that they don't understand football. It's it's different between watching it and understanding it than getting out there and playing it and understanding it. And if we can find ways and be more creative as coaches for to find a way to get that player to understand why she is out there, understand what she's doing and why she's doing it, you bridge the gap. Uh, and it's teaching. And it's just like being a teacher or just like being a parent. You're getting them ready for – uh, adolescents, you're getting them ready to be out there on their own, and you're doing the same thing with coaching these these women, especially with the rawness of it. You're getting them out there, you're exposing them to the right things, and you bridge that gap. And if you continue to do it and stay persistent at it, then you know the rest should take care of itself. Um, I I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, the teams and the venues and things of that nature. I know the show probably started off jumping off. Uh, you know, I was mumbling um, back and forth a little bit, but I talked a little bit about um, uh, owners. You know, if owners, uh, for the sport of women's football, if owners are doing the right thing and coaches are being held accountable and hold, coaches are holding the players accountable, um, you know, you're bridging that gap even more because when you hold players, coaches, and owners when you hold them accountable, uh, they're owning up to a mistake or owning up to something they should have, mm, I guess, done better but should have um, did a little more research um, before they did it. In, in women's football, the, the one thing in my third year of coaching is the one thing that I have seen that is the same as men's football is the facilities. 
if you want to be taken serious and you want to bridge this gap and have more fans, um, you know, owners, you, you can't have football fields that are being um, marked the day of the game. You can't show up to a field in the middle of a, of a, of a park with a, a, a pond and some ducks and no goalposts. I mean, these are things that are uh, – it, it's atrocious to women's football. It's atrocious to football, period. But when you're doing the same mistakes that are causing the men's game to falter, then you're not going to be taken serious. So we have to change that. Do your research. Find a good facility, owners. Find something that is decent, that gets the, uh, you know, they want the fans want to come out to where they can sit on a bleacher and have some shade or they have they can go to a concession stand. Don't put them in a park where they have to bring their own chairs. They can do that in their backyard. Um, you know, owners, find a coach that is uh, that is dedicated. Um, you know, you need a coach that is dedicated just as much as a player. Um, and, is, in fact, to be a coach, you need to be more dedicated because there are a lot more things behind the scenes that happen uh, when players leave uh, the practice and, and after they leave the game. Um, so, you know, get you a good coach. Get you somebody you can trust. Get you somebody that you know that's going to hold those players accountable. Get, get somebody that you know that is on the same page as you are. Again, that happens on the men's side, and if we're, trying to, if we're trying to bridge that gap, you know, we can't be making the same mistakes as they are over there. Um, you know, then they're, they're player coaches, you know, they stay away from that. You know, you want to be taken serious, and I know you want to play, and I understand that. Find a coach, find somebody you can trust uh, that's going to take over uh, and do it, and is on the same page as you are. But uh, stay away from it because it, it causes more conflict than it does um, uh, any good uh, sometimes, especially when you have a, an owner coach out there playing. Um, and, and if you're on the same page and you're on common ground and you understand that the owner is the owner, but when it's football, it's football, that's great. And it doesn't affect you, then that's great. Um, but more often than not, it ends up being a distraction. It causes more harm than good. It causes tension. When there's tension, Things break, and when things break, people see it, and those people happen to be the fans that we're trying to get interested in women's football. So, again, if we're bridging the gap, we can't be making these same mistakes as uh, as that's going on over there on the men's side. Get them assistant coaches, head coaches. Get your assistant coaches that are on the same page. Get those assistant coaches that you know they're going to be there. Listen, you can't coach football. I mean, you can. Don't get me wrong. You coach football by yourself. Coach Dave will be the first one to tell you if he can. He can do it, absolutely. But I also bet you he'll be the first one to tell you it's much easier when you have coaches out there that are on the same page as somebody that you can trust uh, because it allows you to focus on more individuals than just having everybody stand around. So get yourself some good assistant coaches. Again, it's not going to happen overnight. It may happen overnight, but, you know, the odds are it's not going to fall out sometimes uh, out of the sky. You may have to go and find uh, that individual. You may have to go and, and, and put ads out that you're looking for an assistant coach or somebody to, to help coach uh, the football team. But whoever it is, do some background on him. I mean, I'm serious. You know, I'm not saying you want to know if he's a serial killer, but what you want to do is you want to make sure. I mean, it'd be nice to know that he's not a serial killer, but you want to make sure this individual is someone that's trustworthy. You know, if you, if you have friends that he has friends with, talk to them. Uh, again, it's all about how serious you are to be better at your craft. And if you're an owner, then your craft is owner. If you're a coach, your 
Kraft is coaching. Okay? Same with the assistant coaches. Get you some players. Now, this is a tricky one because I know you, there are teams out there that hurt for players. But let me tell you, you don't have to have the best athlete all the time. You just need somebody that is out there that is going to give 110% and somebody that is going to buy into your, your, uh, your team culture. But get somebody out there is smart enough to know the things that you can't do on or off the football field. And that's a lot easier said than done. But here's what kills minor league football in general. The actions that happen on a football field. It's not high school. It's not college. It's not pros. Referees will be the first ones to leave, and that your fans will be the first ones to just turn their nose at it because it's no different from what they saw in this, just a couple months earlier when they were watching men do their thing because it happens a lot on the men's side. But act professional. Professionalism cannot be overstated. If we want to bridge the gap, everything that we do is magnified. Everything that you do wrong in women's football is magnified ten times more than it will be because it's expected from the men. It's expected from men's football when things go awry for the for the helmets to come off and go flying across the field and for them to back talk their coach. It's expected. You want to bridge the gap? If you're a player and you're listening to me, if you're a player, a coach, or an owner, if you want to bridge this gap, be professional at all times. Do not falter and do not waver in your professionalism because the minute that you do, then that one person that is watching you could be that one person that was highly interested in doing something for your football team. You can go from sugar to crap in two seconds. Now, that's a military term, but we don't use the word crap. But you can. You can go from sugar to, excuse my language, sugar to shit in less than two seconds because you are uh, doing the right thing all up until one point. You, you, you throw your helmet or you cuss or you're smoking or you're drinking it again. All those things are magnified ten times more than they are in the men's side because it's expected. So be professional at all times. Never falter in your professionalism. Um, if you're out and you're a player and you're recruiting, you know, um, listen, represent your team with pride. You know, it's, it's about being part of something bigger than yourself. And what it is that you have to do uh, to get individuals interested in women's football is a lot harder than when it is to try to get men or uh, fans interested in men's football. Because you're, you're selling a product that most people have never heard of before. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's tough. It, it's, it's tough to do it. And, uh, you know, it's tough to do it at the men's level. But when you're walking around and you're trying to recruit for women's football, you know, you've you got, you got to put yourself on a different pedestal. You can't do the same thing as they're doing. Um, and, you know, when you do, again, it's just magnified ten times more. And it just sets us back. It sets us back. And, you know, if any one team in any league does something like that, I mean, this is nationwide. This isn't just for, uh, you know, local uh, here in the USWFL. This is, this is everybody. <clears throat> any team that has an issue like that, man, it spreads like wildfire. And when it does, it affects everybody uh, because of social media. 
the times are a lot different than they were when I was playing football. Uh, you know, we didn't have this social media. And, you know, if the paper didn't see it, then it wasn't it, – nobody knew about it. You know, it's stuff a word of mouth. But now you get this um, – now you get this uh, social media. It's um, – You know, it, it just magnifies everything uh, that much, uh, that much bigger. You know, uh, Coach Johnson is on the line. I'm believing he wants to come on uh, and say a few words. Uh, I guess we can get him on there. Is Coach Johnson? Coach Johnson, you there? Hey, man, what's up? What's going on? How you feeling, man? I'm feeling all right. How about yourself? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm uh, sitting in my garage freezing right now, but yeah, I'll make do. <laughs> Freezing, it ain't that cold. Well, it, it's, it, it is in this ice box. Everything out there is metal for some reason. I don't know. My feet are cold, but other than that, I'll be all right. So uh, what do you think about bridging the gap? Yeah, you know, the, I'm sitting here listening and, and thinking, and, and the the problem uh, that I see, the biggest thing with women's football is, is for every one team you got that's serious about it, you got ten that's not. And you know that um, you're talking about the social media. If you do some, it's just you know it's the culture of the way things are. You do something right, nobody hears about it. But you do something wrong, they tell everybody. And uh, you know that um, to me is a, is the biggest thing we you know we've got to change is is get more more of the seriousness and take all the unseriousness away. And, and I think as long as as anybody can have a team, it, you know, we're going to be fighting this battle. Yeah, I mean, I, you remember, uh, well, of course you remember, you know, we were watching the Prodigy warm up, and I was at all because of the way the Prodigy were doing things. And certainly that is the one team. Uh, if you had to look at the way they, they handled business, that's the one team you want to model after because of the sheer size uh, and the respect that they seem to have for not just each other but their coaches and the game itself. But you're absolutely right. You have that one team that is, uh, you know, tier one, and for every tier one team, you're you're so top-heavy, and then everything after that you have, you know, you have ten teams that are just, you know, it, it is what it is to them. They can either take it or leave it. Uh, and it does. It, it hurts more than it helps. Well, you just think uh, since just since you've been part of part of our organization, of how many teams that you've seen that not serious, and and you've seen how you know even when times looked the worst for us, how we handled ourselves, where we still played, how we did things. You know, it never changed for us even when. The days look the gloomiest, and you've been part of the team through all that. So, you know, and we never wavered on how how we thought or how we approached the the game itself, and where we were going to have it, and the way we travel, the you know we prepare to travel, uh, just everything about it. And then you look at look at all of what you've seen from these other teams, you know, and then and I see it, and some of them do do right, but for the most part, everybody that we've played over over the course of all these years, uh, you know, just don't 
I'm not saying they don't seem to be as serious as us, but it sure don't seem to show. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, we've played some some really good teams athletic wise that should have played better based off of uh, just the, she- the 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 talent they had on the field. But you know, like I was saying earlier, coach, if you don't have everybody on board in that organization, it just takes one echelon to not be serious, and uh, you know that's what you're going to get. You're going to get a team. Uh, who has the athletes out there, but for whatever reason aren't coached or they don't have an owner that's wanting to get them decent venue or, you know, it's, it's, it's not just the players. It's, it's a whole organization that needs to be on board. Uh, and, I mean, we have, we, and you're right, we haven't wavered. And that's one thing that I, I pride myself on is we haven't wavered. Uh, we've went from being beat to, what, 98 to nothing to winning a national championship. And, you know what, we – did not waver, not once. From the time that we lost that game until we won a national championship, we were even keel no matter what. And, uh, you know, I think more teams just need to be that. And, and it's really what it becomes, Coach, I think, is teams want to win now. Coaches want to win now, and they don't understand the process that it takes to get there, and they get so discouraged. And I think they give up more often than they keep going. Yeah, I think exactly right. You know, the – Everything trickles down, and you're you're right when you're talking about that. From the owners to the coaches to the players to the water people, everybody's involved. It all trickles down from the top. And the main thing that I, that I've seen in a lot of these teams is they want to win now, but you, it's a process, and you have to put the work in. Uh, you know, you might win on Saturdays. But the score might show on Saturdays, but you won during the week or you win during the off season. And, you know, if you want to win now, you better be putting in the work now for March and April and so on. And, and you know, I hear these teams talk about it, but, you know, what they're doing about it is just two different things, you know. And getting back to one coach, you know, one coach can – coach team, but but I'm going to tell you, unless you just absolutely can't find anybody else, being being a single coach on a football team is crazy. Now, I've seen teams do it, and, I, and I've seen them suffer from it, um, and that's from not just this year. I've seen it five years ago. Um, you need help. Now, I, I, I grant you, you know, if I didn't have you guys and and the right help, I'd just soon do it by myself is to have the wrong help. But, you know, if, if you're if you're serious about it, um, you can find them or they'll find you, you know. And, um, and that's all part, just like you say, of bridging that gap. And, and as a head coach and as an owner, you got to get off your butt and get out here and beat the bushes and find these people if you want them, you know. And if you want to win, uh, you got to be serious about an organization. You got to be serious about your players. Uh, you got to be serious about where you play. And you know, players only get by with what they can get by with. And if you set a, a trend of how things are going to be, here's what we do. Here's how we do things. Um, then they'll either stay and play, and you'll win, or they'll leave. And you know, yourself, we've seen quite a bit of that, but. That's just the way we do things around here, and there ain't nothing gonna change as as long as I own the team and uh, things like that. Because 
I don't, you know, it's it's bad enough to uh, if you go and get beat or something, but to get beat because you uh, not prepared or because everybody's half-assed over there, or, or you know, not being serious. I, I can't deal with that. I'm I'm a, I'm not about that at all. And and I think anybody that knows us. That's you know, from the time we got killed in that game until this year, you know. That uh, I'm not saying that was the best thing that ever happened to us, but it was hard and it was, uh, you know, hard for us to uh, waver through all that. I mean, it really stunned us and hurt us. But you know what? That just makes you grind that much more to, you know, to go know you just got slaughtered to you hoist up a trophy. So, you know, that makes it all worth more while. And uh, I just don't think that a lot of these owners teams, uh, whoever owns them, coaches, you know, how many people, you know, I hear them say, uh, well, we just can't get over uh, getting beat 83 or something. Well, guess what? You know what? Work harder. That's what we did. I mean, we didn't complain about it. I mean, it happened. We lost, what, six players in one game? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we didn't. I mean, sure, it hurt us, but you know what? We said, hey, here's what we got to do. We got to work harder in the off season and uh, recruit better. And we did that very thing and uh, come back and, and won it all this year. So it, it can be done, but there's there's a lot of hard work to it for not just the coaches, but for the players, for everybody. And the, the best teams in, in women's football – that's what I see from them. And like I said, for every team that's serious, there's about 10 or so that's not serious. And I'm not going to mention any names, but you know who they are. And if they're listening, they know who they are. And, uh, you know, it's it's up to them. And I think that's that's what's holding women's football down. That, that's what's hurting, you know, showing up and, and uh, like you say, with the facilities not ready, um, you know, who who wants to show up and and uh, ball game with ducks running around and, and the pond and you know the deal where I mean you know and that that's a big that's a big part of it and you know if they're not serious then like you say nobody's gonna take it serious and I think that's one thing that we did here is you know or at least we're trying and got the trend is uh, you know start. Uh, we've tried to change it about being serious. You know, we're getting the word out. We went to uh, one of my nephew's basketball games in the uh, local high school up here. The principal went out his way to come and congratulate us on winning the national championship. And what a great job we did. And, you know, us being pioneers of the sport and uh, keep it going. And they think it's, you know, great. And, uh, you know, two years ago, they never even heard of it. So we're we're doing our part as much as we possibly can here. Um and I wish everybody else would do the same, but for most people they can only they can't see past their own teams, you know what I'm saying? And if right. you don't build it as a as a whole, then we're not gonna have anybody to play. So that that's where I see it. Well, Coach, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and I'll tell you, you know, more often than not, you're going to lose more games than you win them. And if, uh, if, you're, if you're worried so much early on about losing games and in the manner in which you lose them and you can't see beyond that in the big picture, 
then it's probably something you should reconsider whether or not you want to own a team or even coach a team or be a part of it. Because, uh, you know, you have to definitely crawl before you can walk. Um, and, uh, you know, again, if we want to bridge the gap in women's football, we certainly cannot be making the same mistakes as they are over on the men's side and, and uh, what they're doing to tarnish football at this level. Now, again, I'm not saying they're ruining football in general, but for what we have to work with at this level for women's football, we certainly can't afford to make those mistakes uh, because we're selling a product or trying to get something out there that a lot, a lot of people know about. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I look at it, you talk about wins and losses, and, and uh, this will be our fourth year, and, uh, you know, they've seen not far away. They started the same time we did. Uh, in three years, we're 21-5 and five, uh, with the national championship. We just added Cody Jackson to our coaching staff. He made the the only the fourth coach or the fifth coach. I'm sorry to be a part of our coaching staff. We we've had one lead, and they've had like 17 coaches in that three years. Their record is like five and 21. You know, that's that's what you're talking about. The seriousness of it. Find the right people. Find that mm-hmm. right culture. You know, you, you, I promise you, I don't care what level of football, any sport, basketball, football, but any sport, you change coaches that much, you're not going to win. I don't care what level you're playing. It just ain't going to happen. Uh, you know, the biggest thing that we've built with, with these girls here is a culture. I mean, they, the ones that have stayed and played, they know what they're going to get from me. They know what they're going to get from you. They know what they're going to get from Tony. And they will soon learn, you know, what they're going to expect from Cody. That's that's the way it is. I mean, that, that's not up for discussion. You know what I'm saying? What our word is final. And they know that uh, what we're going to, what we'll sort of get, let them get by with and what we ain't going to let them get by with. Now, if that changes every year, how can you ever have any kind of discipline? How can you ever have any kind of culture, much less get those players to to play uh, the way you want them to play? You know, what we expect, I mean, we know, these girls know what we expect from them. Now, some of them have a hard time getting it done. That's why they're working in the off season. But they know what we expect. And, you know, we get these players from other teams and we got one now. And she said, man, every time I come to work out the all, I can't hardly move the next day. I was never that sore playing for another team. That's the kind of culture you want. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're doing here to make things better. And, you know, I'm not saying that that's the only way, but that's the way we know and that's the way we do. I think our approach is, is a serious approach like you would if it was a high school college, pro, whatever it be. I mean, I know it's girls, and I know we take things slower and, and really go back to the basics, but in the long run, we're we're looking at the big picture. They know what we want, and our approach will be the same. We just may not have to go as far back to do it. Yeah, I mean, you're so – it's 
it's so accurate. You can't, like I said, if you have somebody that's, you know, five and twenty-one and five different coaches in what four or five years, uh, you know, you're not there. There is no culture there, and um, the seriousness of it, the seriousness of it is something that uh, you know. You know, how do we how do we get how do we get everybody else on the same page? And and again, I, I'm not I don't want to say that what we do is the best way. It just works for us. Um, you certainly have have set the the foundation for what it is that the assistant coaches need to do, uh, and and how we are to uh, to 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 teach these these young ladies. Uh, but you have to find your own niche, uh, but you can't do it if you're having four or five coaches uh, in in a span of four years. And um, you know, it's just it's just so difficult to do if if the upper echelon, the the, the owners and the head coach aren't taking it serious. The players feed off that and. Um, so, you know, it, it really just, it tears the sport up more than it helps it. And, uh, it, it's, it's really sad. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to damper the mood, but it's sad. You know, I, I get upset. I mean, you, well, you, you saw when we drove all the way to play that game out there with some goose flying in the, or geese flying in the field, I was highly upset. Uh, of course you told me to go sit in the van, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I just couldn't believe that. And we had driven hours to go play that game. Uh, and I felt like it was a, a slap in the face, uh, not just for football, or not for us, but just for football, that if this is the, the, the way that you uh, perceive what it is that we're trying to do for women's football, then certainly you're not doing it. Uh, you probably should rethink it on how you want to do it. But, um, Coach, I appreciate you calling in. I'm glad that you're, you're back home. I'm glad you're feeling better. Um, I want to thank JC Hawk Sports for uh, allowing me uh, to to come on uh, and do almost an hour tonight, uh, Coach. I, I'm hoping uh, we can probably do this together sometime, or maybe next week, or whatever the case may be. But uh, fifth quarter, we'll be back next week, and it's regular time, ten o'clock uh, Eastern. So uh, for Coach Dave and myself, uh, we wish you guys the best, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.